now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers Radio USA. USA. I'm Roger Isles. I'm Leo Isles. And we are the Derriers. Doing what we do about every week. We just sit here in the old RV. Yep. And we talk about music. Yes, we do. And usually it's music that's kind of been left in the ditches, laying around, not doing anything. Those are the ones we like the best. We like those the best. Yes. <laughs> yes, the uh, island of unused music. There you is go. where we go to. That's right. Uh, you know, people ask us, they say, Derriers, exactly what is Americana music? Now, that's a fair question, and we struggle to answer it, but we've come up kind of with, you know, our own definition. Yeah, there's a lot of definitions lot of out definitions. there, but uh, but ours is that it's music with distinctive, distinctive American, American roots. roots. Exactly. And and that's a lot of music. Oh, that's it's everywhere. Mean, it's all kinds of music. It's it's like it could be slack key. It could be slack key. See, uh-huh. I could see you've been studying up again. Here. I have. Well, it could be rumba. Oh, it could be Roomba. That could be Roomba. And that could be a vacuum cleaner. It could be. <laughs> it could be. It could be soul. It could be Cajun. It could be surf. It could be ragtime. Zydeco. Rhythm and blue. And, of course, our favorite. Boogaloo. <laughs> Which I forgot. Thank you. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, we have our days. You're not having one. I Boy, I'm not. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, the format of the show is that uh, we each show up each week with a virtual fistful of tunes that we have not yet disclosed to the other guy. And we parse them out one at a time. And we take turns going first. Starting the show. That's right. And uh-huh. I believe I started last time. Uh, you did. So you're up. Okay. Well, I want to start the show out um, by correcting uh, something that uh, I did in a past show. Uh-oh. Uh, I featured Goldie Hill uh, mm-hmm. with the song, I Let the Stars Get in My Eyes. Oh, that was quite, that was a good story. Which was, uh, which was cool. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, and at the time, I think we talked about it, and I go, well, I thought the theme was, or the, the title was... Don't let the stars get in your eyes. Right. And uh, our good buddy, Orrin Friesen, uh, uh, sent us a little email, and he said, well, actually, here's the true story. Mm -hmm. So that song was actually written by a guy named Winston Lee Moore. He went by Slim Willet. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, sure. All right, there you (laughs) go. Of course, that Winston Lee Moore, of course, that would be Slim Willet. Yes, yes. Um, uh, But he, uh, you know, he's kind of an interesting dude. He... uh, he graduated from the university in Abilene, Texas, uh, in 1949 with a degree in journalism, and got a music as a country music DJ. Okay. Okay. Oh, sort of like Oren. Sort of like Oren. Yeah. Now that you mention it, <laughs> how about that? How about Maybe that? that's why he likes Maybe slim. Maybe so much. And Oren's pretty slim too. Anyway. He is. He is. Uh, it, you know, I don't know. Is that a coincidence? I, I don't, don't think, think so. so. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, he uh, he started appearing uh, with uh, with his own band, and uh, they were on the Louisiana Hayride, and uh, actually did pretty good. But he wrote a song, "Don't Let the Stars Get in Your Eyes." Okay, okay, yep. So uh, that song, it's it's kind of interesting. Um, uh, he published it in 1952. Uh, a lot of people, Ray Price recorded it, Skeets McDonald. Um, and of course, uh, Perry Como had a number one hit. There you it. go. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, um, but it's uh, it, it, it's a cool tune. I found uh, an original recording of it, which is pretty darn cool. Slim Willet doing "Don't Let the Stars Get in Your Eyes." Don't let the stars get in your eyes. Don't let the moon break your heart. Love booms at night in daylight. It dies. Don't let the stars get in your eyes. Don't keep your heart for me, for someday I'll return, and you know you're the only one I'll ever Thanks, Oren, for that, and um, I'm glad we were able to find that old recording of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Good job. Okay, Leo, back to you. There's an, an author uh, of, uh, of horror, right? I mean, horror stories. This guy's okay. name is H.P. Lovecraft. Okay. All right. You ever heard of this guy? Uh, maybe. I, I think I may be scared myself to death reading one of his novels back, you know, when I was in high school or something. Anyway, 
it's there's a band that loved uh, his writing so much that they named their band. Guess what? H.P. Lovecraft. Seriously? Seriously. That's what they named the band. They were, they were this like psychedelic band. That from, they were formed in Chicago in 1967, right? Okay. And a lot of the band's music was possessed of a haunting, eerie ambiance. Oh, you think? You think so? <laughs> and it mostly consisted of material that was inspired by the macabre writings of the author, right? H.P. Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft. Okay. So go figure. <laughs> but it combined elements of psychedelia. Listen, you talk about a combination of styles, psychedelia and folk. Wow. Oh, and, and I'm going to play you an example. <laughs> I'm not sure if I, I am I'm ready, but... Uh, that's exactly what I am going to do. Uh, but they're, it's, they're, these guys were really talented musicians, you know. They had a lot going for them musically. They were well-trained and everything. Uh, but uh, they they did a, a single in 1967 called Any Way That You Want Me, and things just kind of kept going, and then they relocated to San Francisco. That's perfect. Yeah. I mean, San Francisco, oh, yeah. if your band Psychedelia. is H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. So no kidding. They they actually uh, they did a uh, a version of an America uh, American folk tune, right? This is H.P. Lovecraft uh, doing Wayfaring Stranger. <laughs> Music, man. 
<laughs> it's great. They're really good. They really are yeah. good. I mean, it's a great yeah. band. They were well-trained. They had great creds, but wow. What, yeah. What a I mean, concept. I've heard that song done a lot of ways. I've and, never and now one more. <laughs> That's great. Okay, Raj, what's up? Uh, on one of my latest stumblings, um, I ran across a, a female singer by the name of Emily Higgins. And I don't know, somebody might have told me uh, that name to look for. I, I cannot um, remember. But uh, anyway, um, she's kind of a local um, girl. She lives in the Ozarks. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So uh, she she uh, fronts a band called Auntie M and the Tornadoes. <laughs> That's <laughs> I like. Kind of a Kansas tie-in there. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and a member of the trio, the Higley Wills. And I haven't found them yet, but... Uh, but anyway, um, she has a, an album. She has four albums, and the most recent was in 2015 called 91 Acres. And it was commissioned by a Missouri landowner wishing to memorialize his journey in land reclamation, hmm, hmm. as well as the wildlife, geographical features, nature, and hobbies that comprise his beautiful property. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so so right. uh, anyway, uh, but another thing that uh, Emily does is she is the producer and host of the weekly radio show, The Mulberry Tree, which uh, it, uh, airs in KSMU in Springfield, Missouri. Oh, wow. We unhook up with her, man. Yeah. That'd be so, fun. So anyway, uh, but anyway, it's, uh, it's real nice stuff. It's kind of folky, bluegrassy, uh, real good players on it. And uh, this is the title cut, Emily Higgins doing 91 Acres. Become his lifelong friend. Tingled up in the wild grapevine beneath the box elder trees was the scrap iron, old tires, junk piles, and ghost cars and possibilities. One acres 
fiction story history and fate it waited there in the overgrowth for a new life to begin now the 91 acres are his Isn't that really? It's well done. It is. And and good players. I mentioned to you while we were listening, it sounded like kind of Nancy Griffith uh, kind of vocals on there. Yeah. 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 And I remembered who told me about it. Um, it was uh, Erica Garrity from uh, the Snorty Horse Band. Oh, the Snorty. Oh, yeah. When, when we, we were, were down in uh, Big Muddy Big in Boonville. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, so that's thank cool. you, Erica, for that. It's, uh, it was a nice find. Oh, and look at the time. Ah, I think we are out of time We've for this about segment. We've burned this segment. Yeah, we? we have. Uh, so uh, let's go out. Let's see. This is where we uh, have to. Uh, you know, uh, we got to pick up, up the leave. trash. Yeah, we're leaving. We're and um, and uh, I think it's my turn to check the tire. I think it is too. And whether it is or not, I'll do it. And if I never seen you again, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that goes. No matter how much I, I respect you. I guess we'll see if there's a segment two of the show in just a few minutes. Uh, this is the Americana Road Show so far uh, here at <laughs> Truckers Radio USA. Well, we're back. We are back. Yeah. Good to see you again. Yeah. <laughs> good to be, good to have survived. Uh, well, we are broadcasting this week from the Shady Grove RV Park right here in Forsyth County, Georgia. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful place. It sure is. Pretty country. I mean, we're real close, uh, you know, uh, to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And, and this area is kind of kind of located halfway between Atlanta, Georgia, and the uh, uh, the Blue Ridge Mountains. Mm-hmm. A beautiful area. It sure you know, is. I know we had to drive down here. Yeah. And but it's a great place, and, and it's a, a beautiful place to camp. I mean, uh, I, do, I found a picture of the sign of the Shady Grove uh, Park. Yeah, you know, th- there aren't always signs for there the Shady Grove There are not Grove always RV signs, parks, no. You know, maybe the, there was a sign. Sometimes we find them laying on the ground. Well, sometimes we see a skull and crossbones <laughs> yeah, there. Well, there's that, too. They say, yeah. yeah. But is, it's a real nice sign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one was a nice one. This was a good one. Yeah. It's, it's, Matter of fact, very, I'll put it on our website. It's okay, that yeah, nice. Post that rascal up there. Yeah. But it, it's a beautiful, I mean, it, as usual, 
uh, before there were white people and stuff, you know, and, and settlers living there, guess who was here first? Uh, possibly uh, Native Americans. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Varying indigenous cultures, as they say. Uh, along, it's called the Etowa River. I hope I pronounced that right. I'm not sure. Uh, but it said starting near the end of the first millennium, right? Wow. Um, mound builders of the Mississippian culture settled in this area, ancient times. Wow. And they built earthwork mound structures uh, in the present day uh, Bartow County and the large communities along there. But man, it's just a beautiful place. Um, and unfortunately, all those people were displaced, you know, oh, yeah. through reconstruction and everything else. But anyway, we're glad to be here. We've had a good time. We have. That's right. So where are we? I can't remember. Well, you know, people ask us, they say, Derriere is exactly why is it that you uh, travel across this great country of ours in that old RV and stay in Shady Grove RV parks for the most part. It, it works out for us because we're usually not welcome any place very long. That's true. Or very, any place very nice. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. And unlike our compadres here on Truckers Radio USA who have these things called ranches, ranches right? Uh, you know, and they get to do their uh, shows from the relative comfort of their ranches. Of their home. Yeah, they're close to home. Yeah. Uh, if, for instance, Rex Allen Jr. has the Rock and Diamond R Ranch in the Dos Cabezas Mountains. Uh-huh. Alan Bailey has the Swinging Gate Ranch. Right. Tennessee Jim, the Diamond W Ranch on the edge of the Kansas Flint Hills. And, of course, Orrin Friesen has the Rock and Banjo Ranch. And we used to, um, you know, think, well, we wish we, we had a wish ranch. We had a ranch. It'd be nice if we had a Wah. ranch. Until our pal Suzanne said, you dummies, you've got the biggest ranch of all. You've got the entire continental United States. You can say you have a ranch. Without fences, yeah. And, so, and we took that to heart. And we did. And uh, as a matter of fact, we traveled that range in our old RV called... Ramblin' Rose. Ramblin' Rose. Yes, sweet Rosie. Ah, Rosie gets us there every time. She does, man. She just yep. gets it all sun down the road. You bet. We can't get in a hurry, though. Uh, we never do. We never do. Uh, well, Leo, I believe that it's your turn. You know, I got an email from this guy that I uh, just kind of out of the blue. He got uh, he got my name from somebody. Told him he thought we were you know interested maybe in kinds of swing music and stuff like that, right? Which we are. Which we are. Yeah. And the guy's name is Dix Bruce. All okay. right. Now he he wrote to me about a guy named Tiny Moore. Yeah, Tiny Moore. Oh man, sure. Well, he has this collection uh, of of stuff that was done live. Now he was mostly known for Western swing, you know. Right. And he played with Bob Wills and everything, and he actually managed one of his resort venues and the whole bit for a long time. But he played the electric mandolin. That was his kind of claim to fame. His claim to fame. His yeah. signature. His signature instrument. Right. Well, he sent me this. It, it was a a, a hall, It's a collection of songs recorded live, and it was a live session done with a, just a pared down. He had keyboards, drums, and a bass. Wow. And himself. Right. And he was swapping back and forth uh, between electric mandolin, you know, and his. But he did. He was just doing swing standards. Oh wow. And these guys that he was playing with on these recordings, he'd only just met them. But they were such accomplished musicians, he would stand up on stage and do something like, you know, this song with four flats, okay? And they go, yeah, boom, they take off. Oh, wow. So he, he's been sitting on these recordings for a long time, and he got together with David Grisman. Oh, sure. And they produced this collection of music. 
So, and it's a bunch. I mean, there's a bunch of it. There's these great titles all over the thing. It's, you know, I mean, we're talking My Blue Heaven, Perdido, uh, How High the Moon, Over the Rainbow. There's like 35 songs wow. in this collection. You, oh, how, do you choose, how do you choose one, you uh-huh. know? But I did. Uh, I had to choose one. Now, before I go on any further, the, the electric mandolin is a kind of a diff- different instrument. We okay. know uh, we know about that. We know mandolins and, and players like Grisman, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also have a friend named Bruce Graybill. Yeah. Who built uh, an electric mandolin. Yeah, right. That he called the Screaming Eagle. That's right. He, and, he, and we played it with him in the little trio that we had. What, what did we call that thing? Uh, um, uh, uh, we called it the uh, per, uh, Prairie Gators. The Prairie Gators. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks for bailing me out on that one. All right. So anyway, it's a beautiful instrument. And when you think of you have to think of a small jazz club. Four guys, accomplished musicians who really didn't know each other that very well, jamming it out. Wow. So I picked this. This was recorded in 1980. Okay. And I picked out one of our favorite jam tunes. It's called Honeysuckle Rose.
I really would like to have been oh, at. Oh, boy, right yeah. There, to Heck hear yeah. that kind of live, live music. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Oh. All right, Rog, back to you. Well, a few episodes ago, um, I featured a tune by a guy named uh, Art Mooney. Yeah. And, um, and I said at the time, I'm shortchanging him because it was Banjo Boy. Oh, Remember that's that right. song? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's stuck in my head. And I, I played it because he's like the only uh, American guy that ever recorded it. Right, right. But so I said I would come back to him. And uh, so I'm doing that now. Uh, it just, you know, he was an American singer, band leader. Uh, one of his biggest hits was I'm Looking Over a Four Leaf Clover, right. a mm-hmm. baby face, nothing for Christmas. Uh-huh. So uh, anyway... Um, so I came back to him. Uh, I found a, uh, a collection. It was the Langworth recording from 1945 and 1946. And I like this tune. It's the Railroad Song. And it's one of those tunes. It's kind of like the Tommy Dorsey stuff where the band gets involved and, oh, cool. and, and uh, has lyrics and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So uh, let's give it a listen. Art Mooney and his orchestra doing the Railroad Song. Tommy Dorsey written all over it. Yeah. Was that great? That is really great. Awesome stuff. So I've been working on the railroad. Yeah. So I'm really glad that I uh, uh, made right with uh, Art Moon on that one. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Yeah, That's much more impressive right there. Okay, Leo. Well, it's back to you. I, I want to talk about this gal. Her name was Ellen Naomi Cohen. 
All right. Okay. Uh, she was quite famous, but uh, you know how it is. People get into the music business and then they got to change their names, right? Everybody, Everybody seems to. Well, her, uh, she eventually changed. Um, she took her first name. Um, I see, what was it? Her first name was taken from, uh, 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 oh, Cass something. Anyway, her first name was Cass. And then she had a friend whose name was Elliot that died. Okay. And so she named her Cass Elliot. Okay. All right. Now we're talking Mamas and Papas fame. Sure we are. But she had a long road before she got there, actually. And the but and a lot of these stories are already pretty well known. But there are two um, f- uh, stories about her that are kind of interesting. And I kind of wanted to touch on those a little bit because this gal had, was pretty deep history. And she died young. She was only 32 years old when right. she passed away. But um, both of her, all four of her grandparents were Russian Jewish immigrants, which explains the Ella Naomi Cohen name, right? Oh, okay. And um, her, one of the uh, urban legends about her is that her um, vocal range was improved by three no- notes after she was hit in the head by some copper tubing. Really? <laughs> yes. Wow. And what she, diameter? No, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> You go shopping? I, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> so she's, she was in an interview. I think Rolling Stone magazine interviewed about her. And she says, it's true. I did get hit on the head by a pipe that fell down and my range was increased by three notes. Wow. Just exactly three. She said they were tearing this a club apart. Was it just apart. for the moment? Just, like, did she scream? Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, there no. I was. It stayed there. It stayed there. Okay. <laughs> but there was, she, she was on some construction site at the club that she was playing. And a pipe fell down and, and hit her in the head. She ended up, she got a concussion and she had to go to the hospital and she had a headache for two weeks. And then she realized she had three more notes. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's another one. Now, another oft-repeated urban legend is that she choked to death on a ham sandwich. Right. We've heard that one a million times. Mm-hmm. Um, I did look into that just a little bit because I always knew it had, that had to be fake. And it was. Um, but she was during one of the happiest times of her life when this unfortunate thing happened. She was in uh, London. And um, she had just kind of broken free from the chains that were left over from being in the mamas and papas. Okay. Her, her career was really beginning to stand on its own. And um, she'd been out and she'd had a, you know, been partying with some friends, but she, she passed away of a heart failure. Wow. There were no drugs in her system or anything. And it's too bad because what an, an amazing talent she was. But the final thing I want to mention is that the song I'm going to play is Dream a Little Dream of Me, which she recorded in 1968. Right. Okay. And that song uh, has been well, the first time it was recorded was by Ozzy Nelson and his orchestra. Okay. You remember the Nelson, you know, sure. on, on TV mm-hmm. uh, in 1931 for Brunswick Records, and then two days later, Wayne King and his orchestra, with a vocal by Ernie Burchill, recorded the same song for Victor Records. Right. Wow. And then it was also an early signature tune for Kate Smith. In the summer of 1950, seven recordings of Dream a Little Dream of Me were in release. Yeah, it was a thing. It was a thing, man. It's a hot tune. I'm recording it. Everybody's <laughs> going to record this song. And, and actually, there were two versions that were charting at the same time, uh, Frankie Lane and Jack Owens, uh, respectively, at uh, 20 and 18 on the charts at the same time with the same song in 1950. Wow. Isn't that crazy? It sure So is. it's a huge tie A very popular gal, very popular song. So I, I want to, there's another little thing here. There's some funny things. I'm going to play the whole thing. 
because there's some funny conversations going on at the beginning and the end of the song. Okay. They, they had an open mic, and the sound engineer was saying stuff, and I'm not going to trim them. I'm going to play the whole thing just the way it was recorded. Okay, cool. Cass Elliott. <laughs> Shining bright above you Night breezes seem to whisper I love you Birds singing in the sycamore tree Dream a little dream of me Just hold me tight and tell me you'll miss me While I'm alone and blue as can be Dream a little dream of me insane at the end of here there. I've never heard it before, Leah. But it's all part of one of the original sessions wow. where they recorded this thing. 
<laughs> that's cool. And that's the sound engineer doing all that voiceover stuff at the end. So that's fun. So you go, oh, hey, wait a minute. Look at the time Hey, here. we are seriously out of time. Yeah, we uh, are. You know, we got to get going tomorrow, and uh, and we got to stop and get gas. I sure wish we had a gas sponsor. We could use a gas sponsor, yeah. yeah. Say, we ought to audition these guys. We, we think, who is this? Well, give it a listen. Okay. DX Super Boron. What? What is DX Super Boron? Yeah, yeah. Well, they were they they're uh, owned by Sunoco. Sunoco. Okay, right. yeah, okay. That, I know who those are. Right. Right. So, I mean, it's it's a new and improved super. It prevents stalls, spark plug misfire, power loss. Power loss. We have all those. things. We have all those. <laughs> things. Do you think it fix our? Not uh, to rosy? mention vapor lock. <laughs> it doesn't say anything about vapor no, vapor lock. No. Like, okay. Uh-uh. Well, but I, I guess we. I mean, it's gas, right? DX Super Boron. Look out. Hey, we're backing up. We are backing up. Of course, we are the derrieres. That, and, and that's what we do. We, 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 we back, back people up. up. That's, yeah. true. that's true. Yeah. Well, this is the part of the show where we just uh, get right down to it and downright we beg, just beg. beg people to go to our website. Yes, please, please. And check things out. The one for this show is thederrieres.com. We can't caution you enough to include the, the. in that little search. I can, all I can say is if you forget it. You You'll will never, never forget, forget it. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, you ever, ever. Yeah, that's absolutely. So, uh, and the one for the band, of course, is well, that's three trailswest.com with the number three, mm-hmm. and we put all kinds of stuff, including our schedules and where we're going to be, and yeah, so you can order stickers and stuff like that off that site. So. Yeah, so uh, it, there are contact us tabs at uh, both websites if you want to get a hold of us, or you can get directly to us with our email addresses. Mine is Roger. No D at thederrieres.com. And mine is Leo, also no D mm-hmm. at thederrieres.com. That's right. Oh, you know, the other thing you can do is uh, if you go to thederrieres.com, go to the Americana Roadshow tab, and um, you can download any of our past episodes and listen to them at your leisure, preferably, preferably in your leisure, leisure suit. suit. Yes, yeah, absolutely. and if you need an example of that, we have a picture of our good buddy Jim Farrell there on the on the page. He's wearing his leisure suit. He is no doubt uh, wearing it well. I yeah, oh, absolutely. That's right. Yes, absolutely. That's right. I can't remember where we were now. We've been having so much fun. I kind of got a chipmunk cheeks here. I know. So it's, uh, uh, it's back to me. It's back to you. So, boy, did I ever run down a rabbit hole. And a very good one. Uh, so, yeah, I remember I said I wanted to feature Art Mooney. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. we did. We did. And But what I found out was that um, uh, the Ames brothers got their start singing with Arm, uh, Art Mooney. Oh, really? Okay. And so I was going to feature one of their tunes, but I got distracted. And uh, these guys were a singing quartet. They were four siblings, um, and they were actually um, not the Ames brothers. They were the Urich brothers. Uh, okay. Okay. But they got they formed a singing group, uh, and they called themselves the Armory Brothers, uh, which you know eventually became the Ames Brothers. Let me explain. Yeah, this, this needs some explaining. Okay. okay. So three of the brothers formed a quartet with a cousin named Lenny. And they'd been touring uh, Army and Navy bases, entertaining the troops and those type of things. Uh, and they, then they got a, a job that turned into several months. And then the other brother uh, 
said, oh, well, I'm going to come back in the group now. <laughs> oh, really? So they were using Vic's middle name and calling themselves the Armory Brothers, and they decided to change it to the Ames Brothers for whatever hmm. reason. But they got a job with band leader Art Mooney. Okay. Okay. So that's how they kind of got started. So they were at the Leeds Publishing Company looking for a song, and uh, they asked them to be the first artist to record for the newly founded Coral Records, which was a subsidiary of Decca. Okay. So uh, they they gained popularity. Uh, you know, they they reached uh, charts in. 49 uh, chart entries, you know, so they, they really did good. Um, but uh, one of the, and, and a matter of fact, I'll touch on this. Um, in 63, they disbanded, but brother Ed Ames. Yeah. Does that name sound familiar? Oh, it certainly does. He continued with a successful singing and acting career, in, including playing Daniel Boone's sidekick, Mingo, yep. on the Daniel Boone tele- television uh, oh, series. There you go. <laughs> okay. So, so one of their most popular tunes early on was a song called Rag Mop. I know this song. And I'm like, okay, we got to do Rag Mop. So I've started yeah. looking into Rag Mop. Well, Rag Mop was, um, it was actually um, recorded before these guys did by Johnny Lee Wills. Uh, uh, Johnny Lee Wills. Johnny Lee Wills, oh. uh, a, a Western swing guy. Western swing guy, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was, it was uh, you know, the uh, uh, anyway, it was a 12-bar blues ta- uh, tune, and uh, Johnny Lee Wills recorded it, actually wrote it. Oh, okay. And recorded it in 1949. So, but it was a novelty song, and it was actually um, adapted from a 1946 release by Henry Red Allen, Get the Mop. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, so you know where I'm going I, with this? I, I'm afraid I do. I'm afraid we're going to oh, have no. to have a... Oh, a He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard uh, We haven't had a mashup for a while. <laughs> we haven't. What have you uh, done? Okay, so this one qualifies because it's actually three different tunes. Okay. Uh, so it starts out with the original Get the Mop from uh-huh. Henry Red Allen and his orchestra, 1946. Uh, okay. And then it's going to go into the Johnny Lee Wills version from 49. Okay. And then it'll end up with the Ames Brothers version from 1950. <laughs> now, I, there is some great playing in all three of these versions, so I left a lot of the uh, playing in it. Good. So uh, let's give it a listen to Rag Mop Mashup. Wow.
ending there. Well, it takes out like, yeah. like a Cajun kind ending a Cajun-y-ish, right there. Cajun-y-ish, yeah. Well, that mighty fine, Roger. Well, we hadn't had a uh, mashup for some time. We so. have not. No, yeah. it's about time. Yeah, good job on that one. All right, Leo. Well, it's back to you. You know how it is. We're traveling around the country, you know, and we're listening to music. We got headphones on, you know, and and sometimes you're driving. Sometimes I'm driving. Sometimes yep. neither one of us is driving. That's a scary part. Yeah, yeah that is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. But uh, I, I was looking for something else, and I found this band called Chain Reaction. Right okay. now, they they were also known as the Strangers, except they there was another. They put this band together, and they realized there was another band already called the Strangers. Okay. I guess in the UK, so they just changed the spelling of it. Oh no! It's S T R A N G E U R S. It's still the strangers, uh, okay. but they, they, this is a, a song they recorded uh, called "The Sun." Now, here's the interesting thing about it: one of the the lead singer for this band was a guy named Stephen uh, Talasario or something like T A L L A R I C O. Forget that part. He was later known as Stephen Tyler, who was the lead singer for Aerosmith. Oh my! All right. Yeah. So these guys actually they they did a they did a thing. They were open opening up for other bands, you know, the Beach Boys, the Birds, the Yardbirds, and stuff like that. Uh, but he later be when he got to be Aerosmith, uh, they, he was known as the Screaming Demon, you know, right? Because the way his voice, you know what oh, I'm talking yeah. about. Oh He's yeah. Up there, I don't know how he does that without dying. But right. Anyway, anyway, this is something early on in his career. He was with this band with Chain Reaction, which was like I say, also known as the Strangers from 1966. This thing is actually a waltz, and it's called The Sun.
<laughs> Steven Tyler. That was a strange and interesting <laughs> tune, Leo. <laughs> Tell me about it. Quite a find. Oh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. But, you know, if you listen to him, I mean, you can hear that yeah, voice. Yeah, you can hear his voice. But he's not screaming. No, he's not. Yeah, there he is. And you know what? What? We are out of time. Oh, we are out of time. Yeah, we got uh, to figure out where we're going next week. That's true. And we got um, so to throw the dart. My turn to throw the dart. Your turn? Okay. So you get the map. Well, give me a second. Okay. Okay, I got to get some way in the back here. Yeah, Hold on for a I know. second. I know. It's, it's back the there in the closet. Okay. Oh, oh, look at this poor raggedy thing. Yeah, I know. Oh, they, okay. Well, here it is. Okay. Get it on the wall. I'm doing my best. And, uh, okay. All right, there it is. That's okay. the best I can do. Are you good? Yeah, but you got to uh, get, get the dart. Get the dart. It's, it's in the spoon drawer. Spoon drawer two. two. Okay. Right. Yeah. You got uh, a lot okay. of spoons yeah, back yeah. there. Okay, there it is. All right. Okay, got it. Yep. Okay. okay. All right. Now let's see. Get in the uh, center there. I can there. I'm ready. Don't hit me with the dart again. I'll try. Okay. To hit you in the dart. <laughs> Here we go. One, <laughs> two, two, three. Throw the dart. Throw the dart. Oh, oh, well, we went um, oh, further south, south yeah, and yeah. east of uh, Florida. Florida. Yeah. Uh, Hudson, Florida. Hudson? I don't know where that is. I don't either. But I guess there's a Shady Grove RV park there. I suppose so. So we'll go find it. All right. Well, this has been a strange and interesting show, Leo. They, they get stranger as time goes by, don't <laughs> they you think? They do. <laughs> so, uh, well, but we'll do this again next week, I that's imagine. That's right. We have no choice. We, we can't go home. I that's mean, true. That's right. All right. Well, uh, this has been the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio USA. USA. And remember to look out behind you. It's the Derrier.